Welcome to the Moon and You podcast. My name is Susan Hart. Together, we will explore the many aspects of the female menstrual cycle and womanhood in general, weaving into the conversation aspects of astronomy and astrology, medicine and plant magic, fact and folklore, and anything else that makes or takes our fancy. There is a room for both modern and ancient modalities, and we welcome them here on this podcast. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we meet today, the Awabakal people of the Awabakal tribe, and pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging, always were and always will be the traditional owners of this land. For all the bad things we say about social media, how it is disconnecting us from one another, and we are in a holding pattern for endless scrolling, consuming mindless content from those that would have us buy their ideas, products, and hope for a better life, I have a good news story to share. While Googling my business name, as you do, of course, The Moon in You, a Booktopia ad popped up. And for my non-Australian listeners, Booktopia is our equivalent to Amazon for book buying. There I saw an ad for The Moon in You, a period book for girls by Alexandria King. I had a few mixed feelings. Why didn't I think of that? And who is this woman? Who and why does she have my name? (laughs) So all the fear and anxiety of lack arise as it does and quickly dissipates after I read the Booktopia synopsis. And before I bring on my guest speaker, I would just like to share what that synopsis says. Your period is nature, beautiful, inspiring nature. Reading this book will help uncover how periods have been kept in the dark and by the end you will find yourself closer to feeling the moon in you. You will go on a journey that happens inside of you, a story that unfolds as you realise your period is a rite of passage. I just love that. It is my great pleasure to be interviewing the author of this book and welcoming her here, Alexandria King. Hello. Hi. How are you, Alexandria? (laughs) I'm pretty pretty well today. That's good. I'm very Mm -hmm. excited for you to be here. Let's begin with The Moon in You book. When was the idea born and how did it come to life? Well, (laughs) my daughter and I moved from Toronto to this little island in B.C., And I had stopped uh, doing the magazine that I had. And I was sort of trying to focus more on my daughter and our time together and deconstructing our relationship while also pulling in, like, unlearning about women's health and our cycle. So it was for me and her at the same time. So I made a little, like, eight-page pamphlet. And I was like, look, like, this is what it's going to look like. I didn't think it was going to turn into such a big book. But that's how it started. It started with just like me showing her that was this is kind of what's going to happen. Yes. Oh, lovely. Yeah. And and the um, artwork. It was your daughter Giselle. Is that? Yeah. 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 She she unwillingly did it in the beginning. She was like eleven years old, and she wasn't comfortable with nude bodies yet. Okay. So when I was like, "Will you do this?" I kind of just was like, kind of like a business thing. I was just like, "Look, I need these pictures done. No big deal." And uh, she was like, oh, fine, like, whatever, I'll do it. Yeah. And she, yeah. 
Was your relationship with your mother the same as you and your daughter? Like, did your mother share with you? Not or, at all. Mm, neither did mine. No, I think, yeah, no, I think the relationship I have with my daughter is trying to make up for and heal the past, mm, for sure. Yeah. Instead of pushing it further down the line onto her, I yeah. just thought enough of it. Yeah, so well, I, I was born in the 60s and... So in the 70s, that's when I started my journey, I suppose, as a woman. And I was like 13, 14. And um, I was so unprepared. I had no idea what any of this was. And my beautiful mama, now she was born in the 40s, so she didn't know either how to approach the subject. It's quite taboo. And she just gave me a pad. And at that time, there was maxi pads where you had to have a strap where you mm-hmm. put the two together and I had no idea how to work it. My sister had to come in and show me and there was tears. There was, it was frightening because I thought, what was going to happen at school? They could sit under my underpants. Oh, my God. It actually was very traumatic. And that's why women like yourself who take the time to debunk all these mysteries and to share it with, our, with your daughter is just so inspiring. Just, I just love it so much. Thanks. I would wanted to talk to you now, first of all, about some of the other things you do. Your clairvoyance. See, when, when did you first know, or when did you first realize that you were clairvoyant? And did you did you do any special study, or is it a gift just given to you, and then you just because I would I want a session with you. I would love that. <laughs> yeah, um, it's definitely not. I don't remember when I figured it out. My guides are like, yeah, but you remember us talking to you, okay? So. I think a good example is like now I channel like a free flowing, like as long as is needed. Um, but when I was younger, like when I was in my twenties, for example, I'd be driving down the street, you know, going to get to an appointment or something. And I'd hear a voice in my head and it would be like, you need to turn left down the street. And like, I was really stubborn. I didn't listen to people in general. I'm like, why would I listen to anyone else? Even yep. if they were in my head, yep. I was like, no, I'm going that way. And I would get there and I'd have to get, and there would be like a roadblock. So I'd have to turn around and then like I'd end up being late. Mm. So things like that started happening where they would help. They would just help me through my day, you know, so that things weren't as difficult. And I think that's just how I ended up trusting it and leaning into it more. Yes. And do you have clients that come to you for your work? Yeah. Yeah. The last few years, it's been a lot of um, like womb healing stuff. I usually just wait for synchronicity to line things up and then end up teaching that way because that's how things, the most connected, we get the most from it. And I've done readings forever. On the subject of clairvoyance, do you think that mm-hmm. people who have had trauma in their life, I mean, we've all had trauma, some more than others, but trauma is trauma. Here in, in Australia, there's a wonderful foundation called the Healing Foundation. And when I was talking to them about some of my past experiences as a child, I would dismiss them and saying, oh, you know, they're, they're nothing. And she looked at me and she said, and she said to me, Sue, trauma, especially as a child, is trauma. It affects you all the same. And so when I realized that, I had a new perspective on people and, and when they have trauma. So does, do you agree with that? And do you believe that clairvoyancy or that intuition is heightened in children, especially if they've suffered through trauma as they grow up as adults? I'm not sure. I haven't really thought about it, but um, let me think about it now. Mm, I think, I mean, my 
thought would be that if we're, if we've gone through trauma, some part of our soul is wanting to understand. And if for a soul who wants to understand, there's probably, you know, an inclination toward that, you know, for bigger answers, more understanding. I understand. Yeah. Another question I have in your bio, uh, you'd mentioned a term decolonizing menstruation. What does, what does that mean for you? What for me, it, it was just when I started thinking about writing this, okay, well, first of all, like as I've taught about sexuality in the past, there was always a sense and purpose in me to not bring the past forward, like to bring healing to the subject. And to do that meant I needed to heal myself first or work on that because it's a process. And sometimes that means unlearning what we've learned. You know, a lot of the trauma that's in us is from being miseducated. Um, so there's a lot of meditation involved. There's a lot of sitting still and being like, does this feel right in my body? These mm. things I've learned. And for menstruation, I had to be very still, consider the things I've learned, ask my body if it feels like this is right or not. And to spend a lot of time there and going through, you know, going through all the old textbooks, going through all of the old ideas one by one and being like, does this, does this fit? Does this work? Is this needed? And if it isn't to discard it and then ask my body because it knows best, ask my intuition and also heal at the same time because we've embodied all of the things we've learned in our culture so we have to heal our bodies, heal the energy in our bodies, release the ideas as much as we do our, from our bodies. Mm. So it was a process of going through old information, like all the things they write about hormones and all the things they write about women's reproductive system, like even going through, like it's a mouthful, right? Like even really going through the words of how in the English language of how we describe femininity and being like, how does this sit, you know, and not always having the answer, not being like, well, this is what's right and this is what's wrong, but just digesting the fact that like something doesn't sit right yes, or that your body can let it go or that I don't have to be this to be perfect, those kinds of things, you know, mm. um, until my cycle softened up, you know, I could see changes in my cycle and in my body. Uh, and in my mind, because they're all so connected, right? We Like your mind isn't separate to how things sit in your body. Yes. That's one of the lessons that I've learned through my teachings with uh, my moon and you. I just love how we have the same name. It's great. It's, we're such sisters. It's just so wonderful. It makes sense. It so makes sense. Just briefly, my little quick story about the moon. I don't have a cycle anymore because at age 48, my mother passed away and Suddenly I was forced into menopause because it was such a shock to my system. And then I spent a couple of years regretting that I no longer have a period, but I spent 20 years in misery because of my period. <laughs> it's just like when I did have a period, I was so upset because I didn't understand what was happening to my body. It was this, there was this inconvenience with the, the bleed every month. There was an inconvenience with the pain with the PMS. There was inconvenience with the ovulation. I never ever thought once to honour it. I get really upset by that. Mm -hmm. Because now I'm 56, uh, sorry, 56, my husband's 56. I'm 54 now and and I'm just learning to heal myself from the, the way that I used to have my period and how I used to dishonour it and just, just disregard it. I'm not having children through all that time, having IVF, causing so much pain and trauma for my body through that experience, and that's a whole different story. 
and now through perimenopause and menopause, regretting the fact that I never honoured it and then not having it and then going through all these hormonal changes now. So my healing with the moon in you is to gather as many women as I can to sit them down and say, listen, my loves, this is a precious time. You need to learn to ride the waves of your hormonal monthly cycle and honour it and love it and cherish it. And there's power in those cycles. There's power when you're bleeding. There's power when you're ovulating. Estrogen, progesterone, endorphins, testosterone, dopamine, all these gorgeous chemicals that once you realize them, the moon in you, which is your cycle, will just make you fly. That's, that's how it is. When I hear that you decolonize the menstruation and you expose it and, you, and you're trying to um, find the pockets of tenderness and softness and power within it, I just take my hat off to you. Thank you. I just wanted to thank you for for doing that. It's very brave. And you expose yeah. yourself through it. So thank you for that as well and for explaining that to us. Yeah. Um, let's move on to an, an anthology of poetry. So let me, before I ask you a question, I'm a poet myself. We are truly sisters. <laughs> I haven't. I've, I've written hundreds of poems and I have published one on my in a podcast, but I want to talk about yours. So, so I understand you recently published Mother of All Ages. And well, tell me about that. Where, where did it come from and, and where can I find it? Yeah, it was, <laughs> you know, my life has been a really interesting process of learning how to birth and trying, you know, when Black Lives Matter happened, I, I didn't realize how, how affected I had been in my history mm. uh, to try and keep small and to like hide myself. So everything I've done has just been fighting against this current of wanting to stay little. Um, the moon and you took so long for me to let go for me, like people I knew would come up to me on the street and they'd be like, Hey, I heard you like, where's the book? Where can I find it? And I just like walk off. <laughs> like, and I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and it, for years it was like that. And the poetry book's not different. It's very much like I put it out a little bit, but it was when I started channeling streams of information instead of little bits. Like mm. it started off as I he healed more, it gave me more space to like, it cleared up room for more information to come through. So when I wrote, I wrote the whole book in like a week. I just sat oh, down yeah. and I just like, wow. the, whole, the whole thing just like moved out. Mm. Um, and that was like in 2014, I think. Was that the moon in you or the mother of ages? No, that was the, the mother of all ages. Oh, truly? Yeah. Wow. Okay. It was uh, it was like channeling about, it was like from the earth. I was hearing a lot of like nature spirits and mm. um, things like that. And about healing the earth because she's so so like us. And it's the, the kind of vibe I got was, and it's, it's also just like fun. It's not just one thing, but the vibe I got from it was like as long as the earth is property, so are we as women. Ah, oh, yes. And just like the, the tie-in, you know, between us and the natural world. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just step back a bit when you talked about Black Lives Matter? I'm white and privileged and I did not realize that. Of course, I realized I was white, but I have just been studying a lot about privilege, how I can walk down the street as a white woman 
maybe be accosted by by men in general, but that's just women, isn't it? We just have to grim, grim and bear that. But I, I don't have fear of being pulled over by a policeman and um, being harassed in any way. And I am so ashamed, one, that I was ignorant to that. And one of my teachers in America, Elena Brower, so she's a Jewish white woman. She has a lot of followers and a lot of people who listen to her. She's a um, yoga teacher, meditation person. And she just said, basically, you know, white women need to put their fingers out of their ass and learn the history of their country and the history of the indigenous folk in their land, what's happened to them. And that's my quest at the moment. I used to always think women in general, but uh, women of colour, they're at a whole different level. And what have I been doing for 54 years? <laughs> just like, again, I've, I just so feel so um, invigorated to look at my own culture and the, the first Australian people who were here, the Aboriginal people that were here and what happened to them and um, what happened to the women and the children and when the English colonists come over here, what they did. I'm still learning. No, this was taught at school. Like periods, like all the taboo mm-hmm. subjects of the world, you know. Women in history, menstruation, you know, birth control. We didn't talk about any of that. And so we just grew up ignorant and privileged. I'm, I'm still learning. And that's the point, isn't it, to do that? Oh, for sure. Mm. I mean, I've spent a lot of time um, ancestrally healing Mm. my own family Mm. and like the main thing I guess being honest and just sitting there with it and just recognizing things honestly is just how we heal things because there's been such a historical push to be for everyone to be the good guy you know and just accepting that we're just all not we're not we're just people we're just all these people we've had all these experiences and we've pushed them away and now we have to just we have to look at them and talk about them and air them out and then that's it. You yeah, know? you're very lovely to chat to. I love it. Okay. Now, the other thing I wanted to chat to you about, let's see where this leads us. <laughs> um, let's talk about the online course. See, look how many things you're doing. It's quite amazing. So you're creating this online course trying. with your daughter, Giselle. Could you just tell me, um, I couldn't find too much, though, on it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so... <laughs> Please, my love, share with us. Yeah. So we've been, Giselle and I were working to, I like originally when I started doing the book, making the book and unlearning and healing from it. And with my daughter, I really wanted to share that. So I thought I made an online course going through each of the chapters and just like a talking, you know, just talking to them in videos, talking to children in videos. Yes. Um, so they could just have someone who would talk to them because honestly, like as a mom, and a woman, I know that we cannot be everybody. I cannot be good at everything. I never thought my daughter should just have one mother. You know, like we should have lots of people we go to yes. to find information. And um, so, but she comes with me on it a little bit and shares a little bit. We do like crafts and there's different exercises and there's just like sharing what's what's in it. So that's been really sweet. Yes. So is it for children? It's for children, but it's for, it's more of like a, the same as the book, it's like women don't often know all the things in the book either. And a lot of women buy the book just because we're all learning at the same time. We're unveiling a dark history, right? Yes. And so it's more of a talking point. So like as you learn more things and you get to have discussions about all the new things you learned. And then there's oh. also a video in the beginning of it for parents, yes. like how to talk to your daughter about menstruation yes. and 
and talking to the parent about menstruation, right? Yes, great. And that's available now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it just... We just put it up kind of quietly, <laughs> but it's um, coming out with an ancestral healing program at the same time. Mm, that's wonderful. I might even have to do it myself. I think I'll have to just do it myself. <laughs> going to be putting links to the book and Amazon and also Booktopia. So Booktopia is the Australian equivalent to Amazon. So it's a little bit cheaper in freight and in some cases you it's free freight as well. So there'll be two links there, a link to the course what's the course called again it's called the secret and magic of blood and womanhood oh that's such a good name <laughs> such a good name so there'll be a link to that and now is there anything else that we need to link maybe the yeah check out the ancestral healing group we're going to be doing starting in may okay ancestral healing group you might have to send me a link to that one i've got the other yeah. ones is there anything else you'd like to share with my listener around um whatever you do or your thoughts for today or is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up no i love that you're offering you know this information and collecting us together and women together is huge energy Hmm. and it's so beautiful to see and mirror each other's ideas and be together and share like that so um obviously i'd encourage everyone to do more of that and get reflections and witness and hear each other Hmm. it's Hmm. lovely yeah. Yeah, well it's been uh, such a pleasure to talking to you. I love you. I really do. I, I've only even talked to you twice, but I just have this beautiful love for you and I wish you well and you and I will be talking a little bit later on. So enough now. So um listeners, thank you so much for joining me for this wonderful special guest, Al- Alexandria King. All the links will be in the show notes and if you would love to get in contact with Alexandria, please just email her. Okay, my loves, take care. Bye for now.